With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today we are hitting the road and heading to California to chat with Holly Varney. Holly is a wife and mother of two kids. Holly is here to share exciting news about her upcoming book, on Moonberry Lake. Holly, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here riding along with you. I couldn't be happier. You know, Holly, I love meeting with new people. And when I saw you on the screen, I said, she's so lovely. Well, you are gorgeous. And I've been looking forward to this interview for so long. Thank you. And Holly, you are originally from Minnesota. I am. That is where I grew up. And I lived there until I married my husband, who was from California. And I introduced him to Minnesota at Christmas time. And he came and said, No, I can't do this. I cannot live here. There's no way. And <laughs> I think some people have the constitution to survive those Minnesota winters and others do not. And he was very honest with saying, I will die. There's no way. And so we moved to California. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm sure it was difficult for you to take the decision. Oh, I love Minnesota and I love, I mean, the landscape and the people and I, it, it, it is all I knew. So moving to California was an incredible adjustment. But I have to say, as I get older, um, not snowing, uh, not shoveling snow is, is a plus. <laughs> also, Holly, you have Norwegian roots. I do. I do. My family's Norwegian and um, Swedish. And so... I'm blonde hair, blue-eyed, like everyone else in my family, but yet I married an Italian, which is really fun because he has the same chocolate brown eyes as my romantic pro, my romantic leads in my books. Mm -hmm. I always make them with brown eyes. I just find them so romantic and beautiful because it's so unlike how I grew up. Mm -hmm. So I can see that you get inspired by real people when you write all the time. All of my characters, I'm known for writing very quirky, eccentric characters, and literally all of them have come from my childhood and upbringing. And they just, they haunt me. And I think that is the best way to create a character. And when people say they're so lifelike to me, they're so real to me. And I always respond, well, that's because they're based on someone. I, I didn't make someone up. I just thought back to the people I grew up with in my church and community and family. 
Yeah, I do the same. And you know, when I start writing a book, I need to have the characters first. I don't know if it happens to you, if you need to have the story or if you come up with your characters first. No, definitely the characters first. So they will actually come and introduce themselves to me. They will come to me. We'll have a conversation. My husband laughs at this all the time. He'll come in my office and he'll say, are you on the phone or are you talking to a character? I mean, it is real for me. And so they introduce themselves to me. I start writing down their life, what they're like, what I see in my head. And then I begin on page one. I am not a plotter of story. I know I respect so many people that can plot out an entire story and have it organized. And it's just unbelievable. I am definitely fly by the seat of your pants writer. And I start with the very first sentence. The very first sentence always comes to me. And then I work on the first page. And when I have those two things, those are the anchor for the book. And then I can write. But when I tell people, oh, I write from page one to the very end, they're like, nobody does that. Don't tell people that's how it works. Because you're supposed to be taking all these notes and researching and going back and forth and plotting and and jumping chapters and filling in the middle, but having already written the end. And that is not the way I write. Absolutely. Before we start talking about your upcoming book... I heard that you read your stories to hospice patients. Is that correct? I do. And that is where I started writing many years ago and getting the path to publication, getting published is so difficult. And the path to publication can be tiring and it takes a lot of work. And at the time, I had these stories and my husband was like, I just don't think now is the time because I didn't, I couldn't go to the writers conferences as much as I wanted to. And it, it just takes so much energy. And my three boys, oh my goodness, they required a lot of, they required a lot. Okay. <laughs> and so I had to completely throw myself into being a mother and my sanity was that I would write these stories. And for years and years, I have been a hospice volunteer and I absolutely love sitting with the dying. And when people ask, what is my number one hobby? It's always a little strange to respond to them. I accompany people to their death and they're like, what? But it is absolutely, I feel like my calling in this lifetime of sitting with people and in situations where most people are stepping back, I can't get close enough. I absolutely cannot get close enough to them and love on them and hold their hand and massage their feet and read to them and just, you know, cradle their face. I, I just, it, it is an absolute honor to um, be with people at that stage. And what I noticed was so often they do not want television. They don't want the busyness and the chaos of the world. They don't even want music often. There's just quietness. And they're in these rooms and they're just staring at the wall. And I come in and I thought, let me distract them. So if a person, with some patients, you know, I read the Bible. Others, we talk about their life. But some people just want a little entertainment and want to be distracted. So I figured out how to create stories that were just, I, I call them ridiculous enough because I come up with scenarios that make people stop and go, what? 
and characters that they're like, that's a crazy character. And I found that if you distract someone in that moment and they're thinking about the story, they're not thinking about their pain or their situation, that the brain cannot do both at once, that you cannot focus on something that seems unusual and particular and while at the same time focusing on pain because our attention is singular. And so when one of my first readers said, you make the ridiculous endearing because you come up with this funny town. It, everything takes place in Moonberry Lake, Minnesota, in the Northwoods of Minnesota, in this fictional town of Moonberry Lake. And I just create these characters that make you laugh and that bring you out of the moment. And so it's just been such a tremendous gift for me to go. And when I didn't think I was going to get published, I was like, okay, I, I'm okay with that. Maybe these stories are just for me and to share with my hospice patients. And if it makes them smile, if it gives them a little chuckle, and for the time I'm there, then my mission's accomplished. That's what I feel like. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Just the thought of brightening their days and seeing mm -hmm. the smiles on their faces really resonates with me. I get so attached to them. I've been doing this so long. And I, I first of all, um, <laughs> I come in with the chocolate. I come in with whatever their heart desires. And <laughs> they might not be eating anything else, but then I'll go back to my hospice and say, well, I got 1,200 calories of Reese's peanut butter cups into them, so they're doing okay for today. <laughs> I mean, I just fill them with chocolate and hugs and smiles, and I go in there, and I love reading, and I get so attached to them that after the passing of every one of my patients, I always take a couple months off just for my own grieving and just to reflect on the impact they had on my life. Because what better thing is there to connect with someone that was literally a stranger and to have this intimate experience and you're forever changed? Yeah. Actually, I was going to ask you uh, how this experience has shaped your perspective on life? Well, it's very emotional for me in a way because I began to write the debut that book that just came out last week is called On Moonberry Lake for your listeners. So On Moonberry Lake. And I began writing this when my mother was fighting cancer. And 
I remember I was at her bedside and I had never seen anyone that sick that was still living that I kept thinking, I don't know how it's possible to be this ill. And she didn't want to eat and she didn't want, you know, the TV or everything. The nausea was just unbelievable. But what she did love was story. And at that time, we were reading Jan Karen's The Midford series. And what she loved was the small town. Now, Jan Karen's Midford series, so many people know it takes place in North Carolina. It's wonderful. It's just such a beloved series. And I said to her, I'm going to write you one that takes place in Minnesota. And it began with that. Okay. And then I went into motherhood and I was so busy, but I continued writing. And then I developed cancer. And I found that during my own cancer journey, I would go back and read this book and it would make me smile. And I would get lost in the characters and it helped me through the terrible physical pain. And I thought, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And after I recovered from cancer, I prayed, what should I be doing? And it wasn't go get published. It was go back to the dying. And I knew I was supposed to go back and work in hospice. And so I think because of my own cancer journey and how I consistently always have to go back and get rechecked and how I purposely expose myself to the end of life so often, it has created um, just a depth in my life where I, I feel like my emotions are so much deeper and I love people. I'm a far more um, with my friends, they know this. I don't go wide, I go deep. So the people that I call friends know that I will be the most loyal person, that I will be there for them. And when they are in their darkest times, I will be called. And they're like, I'm drowning. And I'm like, I'm right there with you. Okay, what what can I do? But it's changed how I live because I see the preciousness of life. And I also have a tremendous respect for our bodies, these poor mortal bodies of ours that are so fragile, that go through so much. And I'm so aware of the physical pain people have to endure until the end. And it's, it goes beyond the aches and pains when you see the surgeries and the cancer and just there's so much that story has brought an incredible healing quality to my life where I have, I keep a um, plaque right next to my desk that says from second Kings 20 um, verse um, chapter 20, verse five. And it says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. And for me, Sometimes that healing isn't physical, but it can be emotional. And that psychological break that I get in story. So it is, I feel as though I've been given these stories for one, my journey first to help me through the hardest times in my life. But now I have the privilege of bringing my stories to those that are going through a dark time and those that say, I need 10 minutes where I'm not thinking about my situation. I need 20 minutes where I'm not going to concentrate on 
my pain and I'm going to be distracted from it. And my story is there's parts of it that are silly and I love it because I have a very offbeat kind of humor and I just write characters that are not typical intentionally. My intention is to make it different enough, strange enough that suddenly you're just your attention is shifted. And I if I leave them with a smile, I'm 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 happy, but first and foremost, the books that come to me are a gift to me, I think, to help me through this life and for me to help others through the last stage of their life. I have no words. Thank you so, so, so much for sharing your story with us, Holly. And what you are doing is so precious. It's, it's priceless. You're so sweet. Well, I have just enjoyed you so much, your darling. And I hope we do meet in person so I can give you a great big hug. Yes. On Moonberry Lake is your mm-hmm. book. It is. So could you give us a glimpse into the inspiration behind the book and what your readers can expect from this book? Well, this book is contemporary fiction with just a hint of romance. It has a real age, um, many ages in this book. I did not want just a young protagonist and a young romantic lead. And so the story begins with Cora Matthews has lost her only family. She's at the funeral of her mother, and that's all she had. But then she learns of a unique inheritance of a grandparent's lodge that she was like, oh my goodness. But the stipulation is that she must remain in in Moonberry Lake for one year to receive it. This is where the lodge is. And so she's like, okay, I'll stay here for one year and fix it up and then sell it. And then I'll have so much money. I can do whatever I want. And within that year, all of these neighbors just descend on her life. And they are so funny and so quirky. And then she establishes, you know, these women surround her. And these women are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 80s. And then she goes to work for a man in her 60s, in, in his 60s. And so I wanted, I wanted a real diverse age group in this book. I wanted to represent everything. And of course... In the end, she finds the family that she's always wanted. But the premise is family does not need to be blood. I feel like we can adopt each other, that you can meet a stranger and they can be a kindred spirit that just becomes the closest thing to you that feels like family. And I want to bring back the notion of community and getting to know your neighbor and reaching out to someone that seems vastly different than you, but then you find that you do have similarities because every one of these characters in the book should have nothing in common. They don't look alike. They don't act alike. They're all different ages. They should have nothing in common, but they make it work. They all come together to surround her and support her. And in doing that, they form this wonderful bond between each other. And you just get the sense of, even though we're so diverse and we could come from different 
you know, different characters, different vocations, different educational backgrounds, different ethnicities, we can still come together and we can still love on each other and help each other. And just in helping someone, you're creating a bond. And so I loved just the idea of the small town factor where your business is everyone's business. I kind of just blew that up and was like, how far could we take that though? And I just had a lot of fun with it. And it is for people that want something clean and heartfelt. And, you know, there's no swearing, there's no violence. There's nothing like that. I'm going for a smile. I'm going to that moment where you read and you're smiling and then you go to bed and have wonderful dreams. I think we just need more goodness in the world. And that is what this book is. It's just goodness. It's just showing the goodness in people and even through difficult times, how we can grow by leaning on others. And even when you think you're all alone, you're really not. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What the idea that I had when I was reading about your book is that it's basically about relationships, family. And as you said, you have quirky characters and many, many funny situations. But I also wanted to do a different spin on in so many books with the romance. You know, and it comes and it's just like, oh, they didn't like each other. And now they like each other. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something where here is this young woman and she's a hot mess. Okay. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's never even owned a dog. And now she's supposed to own this enormous lodge and restore it. And that is a journey in itself. But I wanted the romantic lead to be very stable and kind of look at her like, and, you know, he, she interrupts his life in every possible way. But what I loved is she continually embarrasses herself. Okay. She continually finds herself in the most humiliating situations. And he is always there to witness it. And the thing is, he finds it endearing. He loves how her life is so wild while his is almost boring and routine. And so it works in the end because she's like always embarrassed that he's always caught her literally at her worst moment. And he just is enamored with her from the very first time. He's just like, oh, there's something different about her. And I wanted that kind of chemistry because I feel like in my own marriage, I'm like the hot mess that's always, you know, screwing up and things are going wrong. And my husband is like the stable and just looking at me like, I don't know how these things happen to you, honey. And it's just, it's when people look at us, they are like, you two are such opposites. But I was like, opposites attract and opposites work because I bring excitement to my husband's life and he definitely brings a calm to mine. 
here is the same. And you know, I can't wait to read about Cora Matthews' mm -hmm. adventures. <laughs> Your book was published last week. Yes, yes. And so it's available anywhere books are sold and especially, you know, on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and everywhere, but on Moonberry Lake and the future books, because I only write, I'm not one of those authors that write in many genres. You will always be able to find me in contemporary fiction. And all of my future books will always take place in Moonberry Lake. And so the second book is coming out next September of 2024. And it takes place in the flower shop on Main Street in Moonberry Lake. So this is another cute story. And that is with Delphinium and how an entire group of seniors from the nursing home descend on her shop and take it over. I can wait to first read this book and then to have you back here to the RV to, to tell us about your next ventures. I think you'll like it. I, I, I think this book would be for you only because you also share a love of the elderly that I also have that I just, I can't, I love the elderly and I surround myself with them. And my husband always is like, your best friend can't be an 82-year-old. I'm like, are you sure? I think she can, you know, and it's just, I, I I, love them and I think they should be represented more in books. Yes, elderly people have so many things to, to tell us. They have, so they have so much to give. And this is what I always tell people with my characters in the books. It's not, I, I'm not going to just portray the grumpy person that just has one line and then they sit on a chair. In every one of my books, the premise is there's a young person with a problem and the only ones with the answer are the elderly people. Love it. Would like to leave a message for our listeners today. Message I would love to leave with listeners is that it was my intention to make you smile. And I hope when you're reading it, you can visualize these people and see them in your life. But you're also reminded of the goodness of people. And that even though we may appear different, we can always find a commonality. And I hope it inspires you to reach out to that neighbor across your street or down the road or even across the hallway from you and get to know them better. Thank you very much for your wise words. And how can we connect with you online? Well, I love to hear um, from readers and listeners on my website. There's a little comment section at the bottom of the page. And it's just my name, hollyvarney.com. And that's V as in Victor, A-R-N-I. Dot com And I'm on the social media platforms of Instagram and Facebook. Love to hear from you there. But I also have a podcast that is called Moments from Moonberry Lake. And this is for people that wanted something in between the books when they're like, I wish I could still hear things. Well, within every one of my books, there is a newspaper a, and there's the sightings and satire that give a little clipping about what's happening in town. But then there's a commentary from an elderly character named Martha. And in the newspaper, the column is called A Moment with Martha. So my podcast is just me reading the morning news from Moonberry Lake. 
And it is elderly Martha telling you her thoughts on aging and grumbling about her husband and talking about grandchildren and how it was so different when she was growing up. And it just is a little commentary from an elderly woman that I read to you. And again, it's only five or six minutes long because I read it to my hospice patients. I didn't want to tire them out. But it's just to bring you a smile. That really is my mission. It is just to make people smile. I, <laughs> it's really simple. I know others come in with hardcore lessons and they, they want you to go away with all these philosophical things. And I'm always like, do you need a smile? Do you need a distraction? Here you go. You made me smile today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Holly, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And for our listeners, I would like to thank you for tuning in. Holly will be featured in our magazine, The Relatable Voice, in November Come back. Our doors will be always open for you. Oh, thank you so much. You're lovely. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.